Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Sober is Dope podcast with your host, Pop Buchanan. Today's episode is entitled Life Transformation Goals. And today I want to just cover um, the importance of having goals and setting them. And I'm challenging everyone that's listening to try to figure out what's your new life trans life transformation goal um as you know if you are a member or if you listen to the sopas dope podcast we have tackled one of our biggest life transformation goals and that's sobriety so to anyone that's listening there's many of us out there that's that's um sober or recovering from alcohol maybe we're recovering from drugs Maybe we're recovering from process addictions. For anyone who doesn't know what a process or behavior addiction is, a process or behavior addiction is usually things like gambling, food addictions, shopping could be considered a process addiction, um, and um, smoking could also be considered a process addiction. Um, Maybe more of a substance abuse addiction because it's so... Um, but a process addiction or behavior addictions that we kind of have to struggle with. So everyone out there is somehow struggling, usually with some form of an addiction. But as far as the sober dope community is concerned, we tackle one of the biggest addictions on the planet, which kills hundreds of thousands of people a year. And that's alcoholism and also drugs. But beyond that, when you're in your recovery... You tend to want to seek other goals, and I'm on a personal journey, and part of this podcast is to share my personal journey and process with you guys. So, our last episode was my pre-birthday countdown. This episode is also in the theme of my pre-birthday countdown. On Sunday, September 29th, your host, Pop Buchanan, and your friend will turn 40 years old. So, I'm starting to ponder my mortality Although 40 is young, it has me thinking, you know, 50 is only 10 years away. Um, and my dad passed away at the ripe young age of 52. So I'm definitely really um, conscious of my mortality and my life expectancy. So I set goals for myself and I hold myself to a certain standard. Um, Today, it's 11 o'clock in the evening, and before I go to bed, I usually take a long walk in the park, and that was one of my life transformation goals from last year. You know, walking, making sure I walk every day, and because I'm so busy during the daytime, I try to put time aside in the evening or at night before I go to bed to unwind. You know, I live next to, next to a forest, actually. It's, it's considered a forest park, but it's one gigantic forest uh, with a lot of trails and ponds and paths. And I usually walk on different places and hike, and I talk to you guys for about 40 minutes uh, while I'm doing my evening walk. And that helps with my breathing. It helps me to get fresh air. And it helps me to reconnect with nature. So thank you guys for... Hanging in there with me as we do our walk in the park segment. We're at the tail end. Well, we're, we're, summer's already over. We're already in fall. 
And now, you know, the weather is getting a little bit cooler and I want to take advantage of it as much as I can. So this episode, I want to identify my next um, set of life transformation goals that I'm going to start implementing after September 29th, which is this Sunday, my birthday. And I want to share this with you guys and encourage you to choose a particular day where you, it could be your birthday. It doesn't have to be this Sunday. It could be months from now. But choose a particular day and choose a particular set of goals or behaviors or actions that you would like to take to transform your life and to complement your sober lifestyle or your health initiative and just your quality of life. Okay. For everything that we talk about in this podcast is about quality of life. Walking, exercising, eating healthy foods, following your passion, meditating, having a prayer, um, prayer, studying mindfulness, practicing breathing, proper sleep techniques. Um, we had an episode we talked about something called the telomere effect. And I hope some of you guys researched it and did some facts, some fact checking. Um, the telomere effect is, um, you know, is based on the lifestyle changes that you choose will affect your life expectancy and how long you, dis- you how long you're going to live. And if you choose a lifestyle that's low in stress with a healthy diet, um, and you have the right sleep patterns, and you're practicing these things. And, you know, maybe meditating or maybe having some stress reduction, um, drinking a lot of water, watching sugar, um, watching the things that you put on your body as far as chemicals, watching pesticides and just being overall mindful of your health. Your life expectancy can increase. You can get younger or become younger and you can have a better overall health and lifespan and health span. So that's the telomere effect. But if you decide to eat junk food and you stress all day and you're not going to sleep and you're drinking too much sugar and your biomarkers are all over the place and your blood sugar is high and your, your, your blood pressure is high and your body to mass index is high and your stress and cortisol levels is high, are high, what tends to happen is you could damage your telomeres, thus lowering your life expectancy and reducing the time that you have to live, hence your lifespan and health span. So I'm a promoter, as you guys know. Um, I'm the owner of the Monk Healing LLC. I'm also the owner of um, Sober's Dope, and I promote health and vitality and transformation. And I want to live a, a, a very long life But I just don't want to live a long life, me and I grow to be old because you see many old people and their bodies are falling apart. They have pacemakers. They can't breathe without a machine. They they have zero mobility. So I want to live a long life, but I want to have a long health span, meaning that I can actually enjoy that life. Um, I can actually walk and run and exercise and, you know, be healthy and vital in my ripe old age, you know, 60, 70, 80, 90. Um, so moving along to my particular goals. So I recently developed a, um, lower back injury, um, and my mobility has been a little funky 
and I've been very mindful of how my body, I've been very sensitive to my body, my mind and body connection, because in my intoxication and in my addiction, I used to beat my body up a lot. I used to be always partying, running around, rolling on the floor, jumping off of cars. I just was a very active young guy. And prior to my addiction, I was in martial arts and it was just my overall personality. That's why I get the name Pop. That's where the name Poppy comes from. You know, Pop Buchanan came from that that was given to me as a young kid because I was always popping around. I was very rambunctious and I was very active, extremely active. Um, I would never stop. I would run all day, flip off of cars, jump up and down. I'm all I was everywhere, running up and down stairs, whatever. I was like my own little daredevil. So, you know, I'm paying for that now, which is fine. I got out pretty much unscathed because I could have really did a lot more damage. But I, I, I'm really mindful of taking it to a whole next level now that I'm approaching 40. So I want to share this with you guys. And I encourage everyone that's listening just to grab a pen and paper and start thinking about your life and life transformation goals that you can implement that may be helpful to your longevity. See, my goals are going to be different from your goals, okay? But... So nothing that I'm saying is to suggest that you need to follow what my plan is or my set of goals. I want you to think about your unique life, your unique um, physical composition, spiritual composition, emotional composition. And think about things that you can implement this year that could really add another dimension to your life. Shake it up a little bit. Promote some creativity. Get you outside of your comfort zone and increase your overall health and mental sharpness and acuity so you could have a better overall life experience. So for me, my first life transformation goal that I've been itching to really get into um, is yoga. So for me, I'm pretty much a big guy. I'm 5'11", 6 feet, about 200 pounds, pretty muscular, very rigid, you know, I'm the East Coast guy. When I rap, I kind of rap like Jay-Z. I kind of just move one hand and I'm very stiff. And over the years, I became very rigid. And and I want to change my approach to strength training and my approach to health. And I want to go from more of a bodybuilding perspective and work on more mobility. Because as you get older, mobility and the ability to stretch and be fluid and mobile... It's very, it's more important than just being able to, you know, lift a bunch of weights. Okay, that's not practical as you get older, but it's very important. So I'm still a proponent for lifting weights because, you know, muscles are expensive to keep. So the more muscles that you build, the, it sends positive hormones to the rest of your body to shed fat and um, to boost your metabolism. So muscles is very important. Um, but this, that, so my first life transformation thing is in addition to my weights that I'm already doing, um, is to implement a yoga system. So I studied the concepts and the spiritual ideas of yoga since I was a young kid. Um, a quick background in me, um, ever since I was 10, 11, 12, I was always into Eastern spirituality um, I was a martial artist. I studied ninjutsu and jujitsu for many years. Um, shout out and rest in peace to Moses Powell. 
Um, I trained with Moses Powell, who um, was a student of Professor V. Arnest from, from the V. Arnest Jiu-Jitsu system. Um, and he was a, a world-famous Google and Professor Moses Powell, very big man, beautiful man. Um, and little, um, soaky little John Davis and little John Anthony and them guys. Um, I studied martial arts and that was my thing, but beyond martial arts, I was always into Tai Chi. I studied Tai Chi for many years. Um, the concepts of Tai Chi, I studied the Tao Te Ching, which is a very important book written by a Chinese philosopher that goes by the name of Lao Tzu. And the Tao Te Ching is spelled T-A-O-T-E. C-H-I-N-G And the Tao De Jing The word Tao Which is pronounced with a D Although it's spelled with a T It's pronounced with a D The word Tao In English translated means the way Right? The way And the Tao De Jing Translates as the way to the way Or one who knows the way So This book I studied for many years and it teaches me about balance. And an interesting fact about the Tao Te Ching, for anyone that's listening in the sober community, our serenity prayer is taken from the Tao Te Ching. Um, well, not our serenity prayer, I'm sorry. Where they say, um, the, the well, parts of the serenity prayer, but in group we usually say the journey of, of a thousand miles begins with the first step. Um, that's taken from the Tao Te Ching. So I always thought that was an amazing connection. Being a young kid coming from an Eastern philosophy of thinking, although I was raised Catholic, I was able to balance all of these different spiritual systems and it made me pretty well-rounded, I guess. Um, but that's a fun fact. So I studied Tao Te Ching. I studied Zen, the four sufferings, things like that. Um, and, um, and, and then I studied... Um, meditation A really good book that really captured The ideas of Vedic meditation Was a famous book Called The Autobiography of a Yogi Written by the world famous Paramahansa Yogananda And I suggest this book to anyone That's looking for an alternative spiritual path That focuses on mindfulness And meditation um, This is the highest technology You're going to be able to read Shout out to people like Ram Das and um, um, Jack Cornfield and um, other guys who's into the spiritual arts. Um, shout out to my younger brother, Shalom Melchizedek, and um, because my younger brother devoted his life to um, the sacred practice of sexual purification and meditation. And um, he, you know, he's has a very beautiful movement and he's very inspirational. So the apple doesn't fall, didn't fall far from the tree as far as my siblings are concerned. Um, I have a brother who's a Catholic priest. For those who don't know, um, my other brother, he's extremely spiritual. He kind of introduced me to a lot of these concepts when I was young, when I was younger. He studied more under the Sufis and the Instaball Turkey and all of this stuff. So I come from a very eclectic and interesting family. I say all of that to bring it back to my life transformation goal and why I chose yoga was for some reason I study all of these yogic principles, um, the Vedic study and the Vedic scriptures, the Upanishads, the Atrahasis and the Bhagavad Gita um, and all of these spiritual books. But I never had a chance really to actually study yoga. So it was kind of like an incomplete, it was an incomplete process for me. Um, 
And a dream of mine is actually go to go sit in an ashram in India for about a year and really just study my mindfulness. So um, I guess the next 10 years of my life is going to be very interesting because I have a lot of unfinished business. And unfortunately, somehow addiction sidetracked me, but we conquered that in my 30s and now we're moving along. So my, my first life transformation goal is to implement a yoga practice. So I'm going to look for a school. I'm going to look for a yoga sponsor. And I'm going to try to commit myself to start practicing religiously um, to build mobility, to build my mindfulness, my mental strength, and my discipline. Um, I need a lot of discipline to pull everything together. And it's very important to me. So that's my particular first life transformation goal. And I encourage you guys to reach out to me on social media or email me at monkhealing at gmail.com and let me know your particular first life transformation goal. And I'm very excited to see what we come up with. Okay. My second life transformation goal is to get back into a 100% vegan diet. Now... For most people who um, follow me, I, I started out last year very devout, vegan. I just went into it. I read a book called How Not to Die by Dr. Greger um, from NutritionFacts.org. This is the best book. He's the best doctor. He's the best scientist. He has he created a system called the evidence-based diet, um, or he's a proponent for a system called the evidence-based diet, where he just pretty much gives all of the evidence on why we should stop eating meat. Um, and for me, um, I'm, so I'm here. To, so my second life transformation goal is to go completely vegan for a year, right? Just for a year. And, and why I say a year, ladies and gentlemen, is I want to adopt a permanent vegan lifestyle. But I always start in small doses because, as you, as you know, for us, it's a one-day-at-a-time approach to everything. And if one thing my addiction taught me... Um, my approach to sobriety is one second at a time, one day at a time. So anything new I do, I do it with the same approach. One moment at a time, one second at a time, one day at a time, one year at a time. So I want to go a complete year with the yoga and a complete year on a vegan-based diet. But for me, there's a couple of reasons why the vegan diet st stands out for me. So I'm reporting to you from my six months or seven to eight months as a vegan. And... In retrospect, I lost, it was the first diet I was on where I really lost a lot of bad weight. Like I really felt really good and I was really lean and I was healthier because I was able to eat a lot more frequently because all of the foods that I were that I was eating and ingested and was good for my microbiome, my gut, um, and it was just healthy foods. It was a lot of fruits, a lot of beans, just a lot of good stuff. I was I was able to eat every time. I was always hungry and I was always eating, and it was just fun. And I had a lot of diversity in my diet. So, you know, now it's like. Oh, I could go get a burger. I could go do something. And that's it. Here, I was like, let me go get a bag of apples. I'm going to eat some blueberries. I'm going to make a smoothie. Then I'm going to have some grains. And I'm going to have some beans. It was like I was eating all day and I felt better. But I wasn't absorbing a lot of the guilt. Sometimes eating meat is just really guilty for me. Like, I'm spiritually at a point where I feel like it's a low vibration thing for me. Now, guys, I'm eating meat now. So, obviously, I have nothing... 
I'm not here preaching to you guys about being vegan. That's not what the Sober is Dope podcast is about. This is my particular story, my particular life transformation goal. But the reason why I'm sharing it in this context is because I actually went through it. So sometimes people could talk a good game, but I actually did it for six months last year. So um, my birthday pictures last year, when I looked at it, I was a lot... I was in the best shape of my life. I felt really good. And I was in a spiritual vibration that was high. And then this year, when I broke my vegan diet, you know, somehow I I got this issue with my back. Now my spine is bothering me and my mobility was off and my sleep patterns went out of whack. So I feel like it was some spiritual cosmic backlash from being in a high vibrational state and then lowering that state. Um, And I'm feeling the side effects to that. So my second life transformation goal is um, to try to adapt a plant-based diet and a vegan diet um, with um, just for one year and to get into an optimal vibration and an optimal state of health. And the book that I suggest for you guys to get today is How Not to Die by Dr. Michael Greger. Okay, very great book. And he explains in vivid detail on the the negative effects of um, meat consumption and then the positive effects of alternative meat consumption. And it's really medically evidence based and um, a lot of people transform their lives. And that's exciting for me. So that's my second life transformation goal. So, guys, reach out to me on social media email me at monkhealing at gmail.com and let me know what your second life transformation goal is. Now, here's the kicker for the life transformation goals. Give yourself a month or six months or a year to really commit. So this is for, this is kind of a challenge. I, I realize a uh, challenge in yourself is good because it pushes you to, it, it gives you accountability. So, you know, We have an episode called Accountability and Ownership, Taking Accountability and Ownership for Our Lives. And sometimes when we start something, it's like the New Year's effect, um, the New Year's resolution effect. Oh, I'm going to get in shape this year. I'm going to do this differently this year. And somehow we start off really strong for a couple of months and then we just stop. And I explain in another episode why that happens. There's a scientific reason why we start something and, and, and can't find consistency because we're humans as human beings we're creatures of habit and behavior patterns we have to create a pattern of behavior and this pattern of behavior has to be implemented long enough to create a positive pattern so we create neural patterns or we lay what they call malian malian in our brain is these grooves in our brains actual grooves that are really like fast track grooves to a behavior pattern so if it's really easy for you to eat junk food because it's like cheap and it's vanishing calories and it tastes good and it's programmed to be addictive it's very easy to get into a behavior pattern of doing that because we've been doing it so often that it created a malleon in our brain or this groove this behavior pattern this is real scientific stuff so my i say that to say this my advice to you guys is if you want to implement any new behavior you have to give it at least a three month or six month window for it to actually become 
a regular behavior pattern, something that's instinctive. So if you want to change your sleep patterns, you have to go to bed every day at a specific point in time consistently for about three months, six months to a year, right? And then you could create a, a positive pattern. I would say four weeks, two, three months, and you'll be well on your way. Same thing goes with a diet. Same thing goes with any new behavior. So that's my first and second life transformation goals. And my third life transformation goal, and this one is hard, guys, but there's so much scientific evidence for this particular goal. And although I'm a night owl, I know all too well the hormonal benefits of getting sleep and getting and, and following a healthy sleep pattern. But not only following a healthy sleep pattern, actually getting to bed at a specific time. And at the same time, and waking up at the same time consistently. So me, I'm going to miss my late nights because right now I'm on medical leave. So I'm, I'm, I'm able to stay up to three o'clock in the morning. You know, I'm nursing this back injury, even though it's not healthy for me. I know it's my last hurrah until I have to implement a more productive sleep pattern. So here's the goal. Here's the here's the science. Here's the rub. Science, scientific evidence suggests that if we go to bed between the hours of 10 by 10 p.m. every night we maximize the hormonal benefits of our entire sleep cycle so what that means is the science suggests the science scientific evidence suggests that between the hours of 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. in the morning um that's the exact period of time where you get the the, the most hormonal benefits of your sleep cycle Right. So all of the nice, fancy hormonal stuff like your melatonin secretion, your serotonin um, um, and stuff like that, your penile gland activity, your REM sleep and stuff and all your psychoactive mental cool stuff um, all happens between, you know, 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. So another fun fact for you guys. A midnight snack was created. That term was created. It's a real actual thing because when you when you sleep, when you're up past midnight, your brain says, "Okay, something's wrong. And I don't know why we're up, but we need more energy because your brain is looking for sleep to recharge. So because you're up past 10 p.m. by midnight, you're looking for a snack. Your brain wants something fast. It wants some fast type of fuel, some junk food, some sugar. It wants some fast energy because it goes into panic mode and it wonders why you're awake. So it starts looking for fuel. So that also affects our diet, our waistline, our blood sugar, and our metabolic syndrome. So I'm sorry, guys. I didn't mean to get into a deep episode, but you guys are pretty sharp. You know, we beat sobriety. We could comprehend anything, right? So, I mean, we beat addiction. Um, we could comp- um, comprehend anything. So that's where the term midnight snack comes from. And that's why when you don't have a regular sleep pattern, you usually have higher blood glucose levels and you're usually more pre-diabetic, blah, blah, blah. So if you're having a blood sugar issue, if you're diabetic or pre-diabetic, going to bed by 10 p.m. every day and sleeping 
fully, you can maximize that. So my third life transformation goal this year, and I just want to do it from the 40 to 41 to create a permanent behavior pattern is to try to get to bed by 10 p.m. Now, look, it's not going to always be feasible, but, we, you know, at least we get four to five days out the weekend where we get into our optimal sleep pattern, our overall health will improve. It's hard to get it done for seven days because life happens, things happen. Some of us work nights. Um, so that's why I suggest that. I have a book recommendation for you guys that this is the Sleep Bible. If you guys want to know everything about sleep, go pick up our friend Sean Stevenson's book, Sleep Smarter. Sean Stevenson is the host of a brilliant podcast on health and nutrition called The Model Health Show. So shout out to you, Sean Stevenson, and all my folks that's in followers of The Model Health Show. Check out The Model Health Show. on. Um, it's a beautiful podcast, extremely professional. This guy is the number one. Um, this is the number one health podcast in the world. He has the number one book on sleep in the world. And he's a friend of the Sopas Dope Podcast, Sean Stevenson. So check that out um, on my third life transformation goal. So now I'm going to take a break and I'm going to cut to our sponsor and then I'm going to come back and give you my last few life transformation goals on my birthday countdown on the Sopas Dope podcast with your host Bob Buchanan. Check out this message from our sponsor. Please hang around before we close out this podcast with some more good information. I catch you guys on the other side. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Soba is Dope podcast. You are online with your host, Pop Buchanan, and we're having a lot of fun. We just talked about this episode is about life transformation goals. And we just talked about my first three life tra- transformation goals that I'm going to implement at 40 years old. At after my birthday this Sunday for September 29th, 2019. So I turned 40 years old. I'm very excited. I conquered addiction in my early 30s. I spent the last seven years, six and a half to seven years, transforming my whole life, spiritually, mentally, physically, and I did it sober, and I'm very excited. Our podcast, the Sober is Dope podcast, was created to highlight the benefits of a sober lifestyle and to track my journey and the good, bad, and ugly, and to talk about my process on how I dealt with addiction and how I dealt with my recovery and how I deal with my recovery every day. And this podcast was created to give you guys hope because I have teachers from all around the world, you know. I have beautiful older brothers that's brilliant, priests, scholars, professors, Uh, My younger sisters are my biggest motivations. I have an amazing, brilliant girlfriend who's one of the smartest people in the world. And she inspires me every day. And, um, you know, I have teachers 
and that poured a lot into me. I have great mentors and great friends. I have a great education. I have a great solid background. And although I struggled with addiction in my younger years, um, I had the tools and the blessings from God in the universe to overcome that these addictions and these afflictions. And I just want to share everything I have with you guys. So when you get into a jam and you fall short of your goals or you're in trouble, you go, oh, you always know you have a friend and pop Buchanan, right? I'm always, I'm your friend. All right. You guys could really, I'm a real human being. One thing I hate about other podcasts, and I'm going to be real honest with you, I hate this about other podcasts. And I always believe, I don't care how big you get, all right? If you have a fan base or you have people who listens to you and looks to guidance and want to support you, when these people reach out to you in the world, on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, you better respond to these people or have a system to respond to these people. Because there's too many guys out here that makes millions of bucks on these podcasts talking all of this stuff. And then you try to message them online. And I don't care if you have 500,000 followers. The goal is every person from the person with one follower to the person that's famous with a blue check deserves your attention if they help you get to the point where you're at. So the Sober Dope Podcast is totally not for profit. I'm not doing this to make money. Um... You know, you guys are always free to donate and stuff like that. But I put everything right back into the podcast, back into the shop and back into the message. Right. Um, And I do that because I want to give back and I want to share with you guys and I want to give. We're all working together. Now, I pull tools from you guys. So a lot of the people of the Sober is Dope podcast are part of the Sober Dope universe. And you guys submit your stories to the Sober is Dope project and I read a lot of your stories on our testimonials. When you share your stories with me and I share it to the world, I take from you guys and I'm able to learn the process with you guys and we're able to grow together. So we're all in this together. So moving along, I'm very excited for my birthdays, ladies and gentlemen. And it's going to be a low-key birthday. It's my 40th birthday. I'm a public figure. You know, I'm a, I'm a hip-hop artist. I got a lot of fans. I got a lot of people. I could be throwing a big party. I could go crazy. But not at 40, man. 40 is just totally low-key. I'm going to spend my birthday with my mom. Probably watch the football game. Keep it really quiet. Go to church. Bring it in with God. God got me here. No matter how deep and how philosophical and how much I meditate, there's no replacement for God, the power of prayer, and showing God that I have gratitude for my life and my existence. And as God, as I know him or her um, or they or thou, doesn't matter. God is all. So you can't take from the all or add to it because where would you get it from or where would you put it? Right. The all is the all. So God is the all. He is the all encompassing. And if you are familiar with the Sober is Dope podcast, you know, God is a big part of my story. And if you don't believe in God, I love you anyway. I'm not even I don't evangelize. I don't use this podcast to do that. I just wouldn't be here if I didn't believe in the God. When I cried out to what I believed in, something answered me and gave me a way out of my turmoil. 
So that's all I'm saying. So just find something that you could connect with spiritually. And when you're in trouble, you could reach out to that. It could be your ancestors. It could be a higher power. We just say a higher power. The, the thing that guides the spiritual energy inside of you. You know, the thing that's good inside of all of us. Try to reach out to that when you're in trouble. Trust me. We can't get out of this hole alone and we can't beat addiction and these demons alone. We need some type of help. Trust me, I tried. I got so smart that I thought I was God at some point and that's where I had a knife to my wrist and I was about to kill myself. And that's when I damn near lost my mind because I realized I was not God. And no matter how smart I was, how much I studied or how much I mastered, it didn't matter. I was, I didn't create myself. So I didn't have all the answers. Something was responsible for me getting here. So when I really got to the knit and grit and out my back was against the wall, I understood the term there was no atheist in a foxhole. And at that moment in my life, in my sober as dope story, when I got on my knees in the middle of the street in Brooklyn, when I was broken down to my final place, when I, have, when I stripped my ego down to its bare bones, and I said, I cannot do this by myself. And I was raised better than this. And I was raised spiritual. And I prayed and I meditated. And I did martial arts. And I did all the good things. And I loved people my whole life. But something got me to this dark place because I thought it was all about me. And I thought I could do it better than myself. And I was bigger than God. And I had to commit myself. And I had to realize I was powerless over my addiction. And I had to humble myself. And give it up to God and say, help me. And at that point, a weight was lifted off of me. Because I wasn't alone. It's like trying to fight an army of men when you could just blow a whistle and get reinforcements. But you go, no, I'm going to fight these 20 guys because I'm the strongest man on the planet. When my friends is right around the corner. All I got to do is say, hey guys, you want to help me? And then now I got 20 guys to fight the 20 guys, right? So we don't have to go it alone. I love that um, commercial that they have on the addiction network on TV where, you know, you have the, the white guy with his glasses and he go, you know, you could beat this addiction. You don't have to go it alone. I, I always love that commercial and that term. You don't have to go it alone. Right. So you don't. So look, moving along, ladies and gentlemen, and my pre-birthday countdown on my pop, you can rant on the sober is dope podcast. My final life transformation goes for my 40th birthday. Uh, my um, so we got our first one is I want to implement a yoga practice for mobility, concentration, spiritual discipline. Um, and I want to, what was my second life transformation goal? It was to implement my yoga, to, uh, to get, a, get, get back onto a vegan plant-based diet. Because to me, that was the best diet that I was on. It was a diet that was, it raised, I was able to raise my vibration and be really healthy in this diet. I felt really good. I was in the best shape of my life at this point. Um, and life was really cool. And also, um, to, from going for my vegan. And then, um, um, so we got my yoga. Um, implement my vegan and my third life transformation goal. It'll come back to me, ladies and gentlemen. I, I don't know. I drew a blank and that's cool because I'm human. Oh, that's why I drew a blank. I'm up too late. It's to get my sleep patterns back in check and to get back to bed between by 10, 
um, p.m. every night so I could maximize the hormonal benefits of a healthy night's sleep and so I could optimize my health and be at tip-top shape for optimal performance, right? And um, my, my fourth life transformation goal, guys, is extremely important because I also practice this frequently, but then I stop for periods of time. And then I realized I never gave this particular thing that I speak about a lot um, enough consistency, the consistency that it deserved. And I want to implement meditation. I want to implement a consistent, because I do meditate now, but it's not consistent. And I know enough about meditation to understand that without a consistent meditation practice, you can't actually enjoy all of the benefits of meditation to get the ideal again hormonal benefits spiritual benefits mental benefits psychological benefits emotional benefits physical benefits of meditation to maximize the telomere effect and the de-stress and to get all of the de-stressing benefits you have to have a consistent practice so this is what a consistent practice of meditation look like 15 to 20 minutes two times a day all right. You don't have to get in lotus position. You don't have to. You could sit. And this is a this is a this is a misconception many people have. They think meditation is about spirituality, and you have to start some new religion to meditate. That's not true. Meditation is totally a physical thing. It's a relaxation technique to de-stress. Part of the health problem in our world is stress. Part of our problems with addiction is stress. Part of our problems with life are sh- is stress. Um, and meditation has been medically proven to increase your lifespan and health span, to, to, to actually help um, increase your brain power. Um, it actually re- reduces cortisol levels, reduces your blood pressure, helps regulate your blood sugar. Helps regulate your sleep patterns. Um, it helps with your love life. It helps with your mood. It helps with your overall anxiety, concentration. There's no downside to meditation. It's 100% upside. So why don't we do it? Usually the reason why we don't choose to meditate is because there's some charlatan practitioner out there trying to charge us a bunch of money. And they're trying to make us join some type of cult or religion-based type thing. And all we're looking to do is to be healthy. And I think meditation is free. It comes from God. It's something that we could do as humans. You don't have to really pay. I would say you could pay to find out how to do it properly if that's your thing. But I'm going to give you a little free tidbit, right? I'm going to teach you guys how to meditate on the podcast really quick. Sit as if you was watching your favorite program on TV. Get on your couch, your most comfortable chair, when no one else is around. The only prerequisite for meditation is you want to be able to do it in a place where you don't have too many distractions. Now, for some of us, we have kids running around. We live in a place, so I would say you could go in the bathroom, you go somewhere quiet, you could even go in your car. But if you can't get around all the noise, get away from all the noise, it's fine. Just make sure no one disturbs you for about 15 to 20 minutes, right? And you will sit exactly how you would sit when you're watching television. And then what you would do is you would close your eyes and you would just breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth very calm and very naturally. You don't want to breathe too slow or too fast. You want to breathe very naturally. 
and you just want to give yourself 15 to 20 minutes to relax. Remember, this is a de-stressor. You're not trying to float off the bed and go hit Nirvana or nothing like that. You're trying to de-stress. You want to reduce your anxiety from work, the stress from bills, the stress with your partner, the stress that you have to incur through addiction, the pain that you're holding into your heart, whatever things that you're keeping inside. This is a chance to really reduce all the noise and all of the chatter and just calm your nerves. So you will sit down and just relax. You will have your hands by your side. You do not, under any circumstance, have to sit in the lotus position, cross your legs, mutter the words om or nothing like that. And I'm not discrediting that. I can explain later in another episode why those things can be implemented later. But you do not need to do these things to have a successful meditation practice. You just need to be silent for 20 minutes and you need to just be you. You don't have to try to clear your thoughts. That's impossible. Your brain is not going to quiet down. It will quiet down on its own. You can't force it to quiet down. So if you have random thoughts, just acknowledge those thoughts. But you're going to keep breathing. You're going to keep slowly calming down and then breathing naturally. And you're going to like look at all your thoughts. You're going to be thinking about jobs. You're going to... You're going to see funny things like a pirate and a giraffe jump out. You're going to see some silly stuff. It's all good. Within the first one to five minutes, your brain is going to be going crazy, but eventually you're going to calm down. Now, here's where the magic happened in my experience. Somewhere between the 10th minute and the 15th to 20 minute, you totally lose concept of time. And all of those thoughts just to calm down and you actually start to feel like you're sleeping or falling asleep and you feel really light and all the stress goes away and you're really calm. And it feels and sounds kind of like this. You see that silence, that calm, that's how your whole body feels. You start to feel somewhat of a numbing around yourself. And then next thing you know, your alarm goes off and the 20 minutes are up or the 15 minutes are up. Now, it's highly recommended that you do it 20 minutes, two times a day, preferably as soon as you wake up. Right. Um, And right before you not not right before you go to bed in your evening, like when you get home from work, just to just to dial down the evening. All right. It's not always recommended to do it before you go to bed, because sometimes meditation give you energy. So after your meditation, you could be awake now. And if you do it before you go to bed, you're going to throw off your sleep pattern. That's my 101 free. You can meditate anywhere, anytime, any day. Don't let anyone fool you and rip you off because I am a meditation practitioner for over 15 years. And I'm here to dispel all the myths for you guys because I want you to have real tools that you could use and I will never rip you off. Now, really good book. And ladies and gentlemen, I don't have these books are not sponsors. I'm not getting no kickbacks. I'm not putting affiliate links in. You're going to have to do a little bit of work and Google these books and these authors and buy them because I'm not trying to make money off you guys. All right. So here we go. The book that I suggest that really clarified meditation for me is called Bliss More by Light Watkins. So check. Go get the book Bliss More by Blight Watkins. And the beautiful thing about Bliss More is just like 
what I just described, but in much more detail. And it's, it takes away all of the mumble jumble, right? You don't have to be sitting anywhere going ohm and all of that. There's nothing wrong with ohm. Ohm is one of the most powerful frequencies you can emit in the universes. It's a megahertz frequency that's somewhat on a Saveggio tone, which is a really powerful tone that kind of mathematically encapsulates all things through pi and all of the symmetry and fractals. It's really cool. Ohm is just a cool tone, but it's not, it's not important to meditate. What's important is you most likely shutting up, sitting down and calming down. So that's my fourth life transformation goal, ladies and gentlemen. I want to meditate two times a day. And even if it's five minutes, get it in. You know why my life expectancy would be longer, my health would be better, my mood would be better, and I will be less likely to relapse if I'm practicing these things, right? And I haven't been consistent, so I'm being totally transparent. You know, I want to start consistency. 40 is a new chapter. And the one thing besides sobriety, that's the only thing I've been consistent with my whole life was sobriety. I wake up every day and I don't drink and I will never drink. And that's a big goal. And my sobriety gave me a concept of that. I could be an adult. I could be big. I could be good and I could be consistent in things that's important because it'll make me a better human being. I'll be able to do more and to challenge myself and I'll have less fear and anxiety about life because I'm more organized, right? And that's the importance of life transformation goals, ladies and gentlemen. It's about becoming more accountable and organized. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I just feel too unorganized. Like I have a lot of good ideas and a lot of things that can take off and can be monumental and life-changing, but I don't have enough discipline and consistency to follow through all the way, and that's because I'm not doing the necessary things. I'm not putting my health first, my sleep first, my diet first, my emotional health first. I have to put my sobriety and all these other things in check to be an optimal human being, to be operating as a machine on 100%, a spiritual machine. Now, the mind and body could do so many great things, but we have to challenge ourselves, ladies and gentlemen. And that brings me to my fifth life transformation goal from my lips to God's ear and yours too. I want to start writing something every week. Now, I'm, I want to work on this book. I told you guys in the last episode, I want to work on the Sober is Dope Project or some book about sobriety and my story because I want to leave a manual so future generations could actually follow up because there's going to be addicts for the rest of our lives. 2,200 years from now, there's going to be someone out there struggling. So the work that we put in now can help future generations. Now, I'm not a writer. Well, I can write, but I'm not like a literary genius. So it's going to be a challenge for me. But I've been saying this for the last six years and I ain't even start. I wrote three pages five years ago and never looked back. So I, didn't, I had no consistency. So I'm challenging myself for my 40th birthday to complete my book before my 41st birthday. So my goal this year as far as productivity is to continue the Sober's Dope Project, put out an album because I haven't dropped my first album yet as a hip hop artist. And if you guys want me to spit a rhyme, I'll spit a rhyme for you anytime. But um, my goal this year is to really publish a book. 
You know, to say I'm a self-published author or published author, leave some written testimony of my story to be a companion to the Sober's Dope podcast. That's my... And that's a life transformation goal because I'm leaving a legacy and it's going to challenge me to concentrate, be consistent and maintain and, and, uh, and, and to be true to myself and to follow through with something. You know, I followed through with many things. Last year, life transformation goal was to start a podcast and I started it six months into my birthday. And today we are six months in on the Sober's Dope podcast, right? Last year, another life transformation goal for me was... Um, to to um to maintain to you know to to change my diet up and stuff like that and I did that too even though I wasn't consistent but this year because I'm 40 I have to put aside total childish ways close the whole door in my 30s and start this whole new journey with you guys and you guys got to meet me in my 30s you know my whole life story as far as addiction is concerned um, I'm gonna start doing episodes about positive aspects of my life. Because it's a lot more to pop you can than alcohol. All right. I wasn't always an alcoholic. I mean, I was an alcoholic from the first drink that I took, but I wasn't always an alcoholic. And although I identify as an alcoholic and I'm a proud alcoholic because that's the reality that I got to live my life with this disease where I can't drink. There's so much more to us in our addiction communities and our recovery communities than our alcohol and our drug addictions, right? We're human beings, we're children of God, and we have so many things to give to the world. Some of you guys are in recovery, but you're also artists, you're also mathematicians, philosophers, dancers, painters, doctors, lawyers. You know, we're more than our addiction, and our, we, we, we cannot be identified by our addiction That's why I don't care I'm not embarrassed to share my story Because as soon as you meet me in person You'll forget about my addiction story Within five minutes of having a conversation You won't even remember that I had an addiction Because that's not just me I'm multifarious in nature And I have so many things to give to the universe And I'm not limited by my shortcomings I am empowered by them Right? So this episode on life transformation goes, encourages me and encourages you and challenges you and I to pick five things, whether small or large, that we can implement this year. And that could be from this day until the following um, year. It could be your birthday. It could be at any point in time. It could be at New Year's. Um, Any point in time, you decide to take the challenge Write down five things that you want to change. It could be small things. You could say, you know, I want to stop drinking soda and, you know, I want to, you know, I want to take opera lessons or I want to sing or I want to record my first song. It could be small, big, large. It doesn't matter. Just try to find five things you could do to improve your life and that can help you transform as a human being. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, it is way past my bedtime, but I had so much fun with you guys this, this evening, man. I hope you guys have fun, too. Uh, this, real, this episode felt good for me. I'm coming from the heart. I'm finally starting to find my voice. <sighs> um, this is probably close to my 60th episode, my 57 for 58. We're approaching our 60th episode, um, and I'm just excited to be a host to you guys and to host you on this beautiful podcast um, the Sober's Dope podcast is all good, it's all love, and it's all God, and I love you guys, so 
I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. You're listening to the Sober's Dope Podcast. Thank you. And this episode is entitled Life Transformation Goals. Go out there, ladies and gentlemen, and trailblaze, transform your life, and start your goals. Catch you on the other side.